Welcome to another spoiler pod with the guy at the movies podcast from from Joe and Sean with Joe and Sean. Uh, I am Joe. He is Sean. And we're not on a split screen. <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, if you're watching on Instagram, we're on a split screen, but we're not on a split screen on uh, YouTube. Don't know how to do it. It's so like, how do we how do we make this work? It's really difficult right now. <laughs> I don't know if I talk to you or I talk to the screen. Uh, I'm kind of doing both. It's going to be one of those like, well, thank you for that question. (laughs) I feel like it's the Today Show when it's all four of them and they don't know how to interact. They just drink in the fourth hour. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking Black Widow. Uh, We saw it last night. I actually traveled up to Connecticut to go see Black Widow. (laughs) And that's why he's here. Otherwise, this would be the greatest effect of all time. And also, I had to keep myself on the train yesterday from saying Connecticut. <laughs> is that something outsiders struggle with? No, but it's from what horror movie is that? Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut. It's from, it's in one of the horror movies. Someone it's horror? Yeah, it's Screamers. <laughs> That's a porn. Uh, <laughs> if you guys know what that is from, please let us know uh, because, of course, we are not remembering, which we're very good at with this podcast. We'll screw up a few names. Guy on guys on the couch. Luke Reviews already has our new podcast name. Out of control, he is. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to dive into Black Widow. If you haven't listened to a spoiler pod before, please know that we are going to get into, hey, spoilers. Uh, so we will be talking about the finer points of the film, give our ratings, give our thoughts, um, and have a little fun with it. So we'll see where it goes. Of course, this is the return to the movies for Marvel. Uh, it looks like, based on everything that I'm seeing, and we'll figure out tomorrow when Box Office Report files their uh, report, <laughs> their Box Office Report, uh, it looks like it's going to be a huge weekend for it. So that's kind of wild. Um, but I guess that was to be expected as well. I mean, just anecdotally, uh, yesterday when we got to the theater, it was the most packed I've seen the theater um, since the pandemic started. Uh, granted, I saw Fast 9 at like 11.30 <laughs> a.m. on a Friday. So <laughs> that means that, that that's not a great judgment of it. However, it seemed like the most packed theater was fully packed, which unfortunately hasn't mean, meant much because the pa- the theater was packed for In the Heights for me as well, and that didn't do so well in the box office. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend about, like, what's this going to be over under on 100 million debut weekend? That's probably pretty gracious. I think a lot of people are watching this at home. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's still a lot of people doing that, but with the $30 premium access, most people are probably trying to go for the theater, but it's it's a it's a tough call. It could be. I mean, the other thing to remember with premier access is that you have continuous um, connect, uh, continuous availability with it. Yeah. So you rent you you buy it and yeah. then you watch it and as many times as you want and there's already people, I think Filmstock just put up today that he was uh or I guess he went last night for the second time. So it is something that people like to rewatch from Marvel films. Um, what did you think of it? I liked it. Okay. And I uh, wish I could, uh, you know, say more to it on that. Um, and I'm done. But no, uh, <laughs> I, I like this as it was an action movie. And it was a clear-cut action movie. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It means great action. It means fun. It means you get the comic relief. And we'll talk about who provides that comic relief in a little bit. But... I think if you've seen it, you know who does. Um, it was a great action movie, and then the faults of an action movie, overblown third act, yeah. pretty terrible villain, unfortunately, and just ultimately in the end, pretty unsatisfying. Yeah, I kind of fell apart, uh, or the film fell apart, and I fell off of it a little bit in the third act. Um, as soon as that whole reveal where it was like actually... Uh, Natasha Romanoff and not um, Melina. Is that her name? Melina? Yeah. Um, I was a little like, where, where, where did that come from? Number one. Yeah. Number two, like, 
we, like you said, it was a straight action or straightforward action film for quite a while. And then it just kind of went into the typical like Marvel craziness, um, you know, Red Room in the Sky and all that stuff. Which, <laughs> stop having hideouts in the sky, whether you're good guys or bad guys. When you have the hideouts in the sky, they fall. They fall. They fall. Like every time you go down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, that was really bothering me. Um, I, I think the whole third act kind of fell apart a little bit because of it was just trying to do too much. And the story, which had been pretty straightforward the entire time, just became a little bit more convoluted. And they tried, of course, we get the reveal of Taskmaster and who that actually is. I like how they went about that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what was expected, um, but they drastically underutilized that character. And I loved that character for the 10 minutes <laughs> she was on the screen. World. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. A, you know, you don't get like a lot of like you know. You're supposed to get this big uh, emotion, emotive kind of, and, right. and you don't get that. No. You, it just doesn't really like come through. And I wanted to, yeah. um, and I was I was pushing myself to feel any sort of emotion when the two of them were on the ground <laughs> fighting. But you, you kind of just don't get much of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What do you think of this in terms of it being the first starring vehicle within the MCU for? Uh, Scarlett Johansson slash Natasha Romanoff. It's the first solo film that she's had. Um, she's real. I mean, aside from Hawkeye, the only Avenger that hasn't had <laughs> original Avenger. Yeah. That. Well, I guess Hawkeye wasn't an original, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. yeah. yeah. He was an um, yeah. But what did you think about it in terms of that? I think uh, Scarlett had a lot of help in terms of the emotion part of the performances. Mm -hmm. Like your your role as Natasha Romanoff is to be without emotion yeah. until you're towards the end and it's after it's during Endgame where she has probably her most emotion and she does have her best performance in my opinion Scarlett Johansson's best performance. You could say that her emotion is splattered on the screen. <laughs> just absolutely like, she just really sacrifices yeah. herself and she really dove into that performance. Dove down into like you know now we're doing Endgame spoilers. It wasn't a big jump for her. Uh, <laughs> but I think with her, it's like it's tough to be the leader in that because you're a cold-blooded killer spy that's trying to deal with, you know, and then the part where you're, you know, then you're trying to shed that part of yourself, which we have, we never see. Yeah. We never, we just see her as an agent of Shield right. who has this past, who is haunted by this past at times, but who, you know, basically is okay. And in this movie, she's okay. She's trying to reckon with that past, and there's something there, but I, I don't know. There. I think the rest of the cast around her was more talented. I think she was fine. She was she was what she required of her character, but that's probably how you go. <laughs> I was, I'm thinking about like this is a bigger issue with Marvel for me is mm -hmm. that they always try to retcon some things or not retcon, but pad in a story that was neglected or was never touched on in the past. We're gonna see that coming up with Eternals, right? Like they have to explain why the Eternals just kind of hung around. <laughs> Did not deal with that. Us at all. <laughs> like this is your fight. So we're gonna see that. And then also thinking about when they actually introduced the X-Men, you know, like were mutants around? Like what was going on? Like yeah. Professor Xavier, is he just chilling? And he's like, nope, not our fight. Um, kids are too young. But um, that's kind of how I felt here, right? Like she thought she killed Drakoff, is that Drakoff? Yeah. Um, thought she did that. She thought that she uh, was kind of like free from the Red Room and all that stuff, but then ultimately it ended up not being so, and that was sort of the, the, the crux of the film. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of bothered me, because you obviously never heard of Drakoff again. <laughs> I mean, before. Yeah. We never will again. <laughs> not the best character. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it, it bothered me a little bit, because I feel like as far as 
uh, Scarlett Johansson, I loved her performance. I thought she was really good. She's always been really good as that character, and it's she's continued to grow into it. But in terms of like, did I need to? Did I need this movie? I wanted a movie from her, and I wanted a movie about her. But I don't know that this really did justice yeah. uh, for the character the way that I wanted it to. I want to sort of push back on that, even though I fully agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, this is my this is my great debating skills. You're absolutely wrong. I agree with you, though. Uh, but I think that no, this was not necessary. This was not needed. This was in the middle of the, her hiding. I didn't even know it was going to be in the middle of that during the Sokovia Accords yeah. until I saw William Hurt. And I was like, oh, shit. But also, William Hurt couldn't find her during this whole thing. Like, it's not like she was hiding. She was out there flying around doing all kinds she of She was on a ferry with an Apple <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> so like some immediate, yeah, like they can still find those when they're gone. Right. Um, I, I, with, uh, you know, I don't think this was necessary. I don't think we needed this. I'm thrilled we got it, just like you said. Yeah. I don't think. Some Marvel movies need to be necessary. Some of them do. Some of them need to be to introduce this next universe, this new character, this and that. And we'll talk about how this might need to do that. Um, this just felt like an action film that, I don't want to say didn't have a purpose, but was just literal fun. Like, we had fun yeah. last night. Yeah, it was a fun was, film. But that, you know, that was it. And, you know, I think a lot of times with these Marvel movies, we're like, okay, wait, how does, like, you know, fi the Feigeism says, how does this service the story and stuff? And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, th this one didn't really do anything for the greater good because we already know where this person's going. We got Pew is going somewhere else, which we haven't Pew. said her name yet, so we have to make sure that name is said again and again um, so it doesn't disappear. Um, but Pew, like in the Heights. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> oh, guys, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I started that though. I can't even be mad. Um, but I think that uh, you know there, there's a couple of characters that are necessary. This was just like dumb fun, and I kind of thank Marvel for doing that for once. Where it's just like yeah. you know me not saying like you know wait how is this going to fit into the like uh, phase four and all this stuff, and instead it was just. You know what? Let's showcase this character who's dead. <laughs> we know she's dead. And like that's it, and yeah, you know, it worked out. I I agree, but I don't think it did anything for her character. Oh yeah, like, there was no emotional growth. There was no like. It's not like I understand her better or anything like that. Um, if anything, it was more of a showcase for the other characters that were introduced, yeah. primarily Florence Pugh's Yelena, but then also Red Guardian, who I'm not convinced we've seen the last of. Mm -hmm. Just the way that they talk about him with Captain America and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that because, you know, it's again, it was a fun movie, but I just wish they would have done a little bit better by Scarlett Johansson in this film. Um, Florence Pugh, let's switch over to yeah. talking about her. She absolutely steals the show. Holy shit. She's funny as hell. She, her action you know, instincts are great. Her um, uh, accent also didn't bother me. Yeah. She did really well. Well, she's someone that, like, I just figured out she's really. She's British. Like, the yeah. fact that, like, she went through Little Women and uh, Midsummer, and I had no idea. I mean, you know, that's always the case with new actresses coming out of the scene. But, like, unbelievable that she's, yeah, she, you know, <laughs> it's a tough accent to pull off, as we saw with, you know, technically three other actors. It's, you know, Absolutely. they do well. They, they do well. But it's it's something where you sound like Boris and Natasha <laughs> when, you, when you do it in English. It's just that's what it's going to be. Well, and it's so funny to me. This is a kind of a side, uh, I'm going to say a side hustle. Mm -hmm. This is a, a side rant. But Americans 
typically can't do other accents, but other acts, other like nationalities and those of like British descent and who have an accent, whatever, can do Americans really fine, can do anything yeah. really fine, really. And it's us that are like sounding like the dumbasses when we try to do anything. Well, that's true, except for when you hear Benedict Cumberbatch try to do an American accent. <laughs> See if you can manifest a marble on Ryan. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> manifest a marble on <laughs> It's my favorite line. Oh my God. Um, I yeah I agree with that I do love that that's going off of a big side tangent which we have to turn turn back on the highway soon um, Chernobyl they just said we're not doing Russian accents the yeah. miniseries Chernobyl they just said we're doing English accents yeah. screw it and it no one was bothered by that because they just <laughs> won the awards <laughs> so, yes won quite a few of the awards so it sounded better um, but back to Pew uh, who is the comic relief in this but it's comic relief that is serious and has a heaviness to her that. You know, it, there's no intentionality in her comic relief. Yeah. Like, and I, I've, I've rarely seen that because I always see comic actors trying a little bit too hard to be funny. Sam Richardson absolutely nails it in the top, Tomorrow War, but he is there to be funny. Yeah. I feel like Florence Pugh is just there and just sort of like through a certain sort of translation, she turns out to be quite hysterical. And she's the more balanced performer in this because she's given more to work with. Her character has the emotional weight of what's happened there because she was what, like, six or yeah. something when she was taken and so she's still dealing with all that and she says at one point like i'm not an avenger or yeah. something um so she's carrying a lot more and it's not a knock on scarlett johansson because i just don't think they wrote her character well enough in this uh it really was a florence Pugh show yeah. in a lot of ways and i'm thankful for that and it sounds like we're going to see her a little bit more moving forward um but before we get to that the question just came up what did we think of taskmaster um, and I can start there. I really, yeah. I love Taskmaster. Uh, Taskmaster. I wanted to see more from the character. I felt like we didn't get a lot of the action that we were promised. The very first interaction between uh, Natasha and Taskmaster is really interesting because the camera work is really kind of jumpy, and you don't get like a consistent uh, punch, kick, whatever. Uh, it's just really weird how they did that. So I I don't know. I think they kind of wasted that character a little bit. I like the twist in the film. So um, again, this is a spoiler pod. So five, four, three, two, one. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, you're, this is going to be a spoiler. But uh, it was Drakov's daughter who kind of was collateral damage when Natasha tried to kill Drakov, kill Drakov back in the day. Apparently, everyone can survive fire here. Everyone survived <laughs> that explosion. Like Black Widow sucked right. at making explosions. Yeah, she's not very good. Um, it must have been that CGI work near the end too. Um, <laughs> so, so that's where she got her explosives. <laughs> the explosives from is the, the, <laughs> the, the fake the animation here. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I uh, Taskmaster was cool. I liked that they didn't try to give it like a big. I thought at one point they were gonna like say it was you know Clint again or something <laughs> um, or something crazy like that, but. It was just interesting how they how they did it. It was very interesting to weave in an organic story uh, into what they were telling in that actual story. Uh, so I, I liked it. I wanted more. I think that they uh, severely underutilized that character. The suit was awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, you know, obviously I'm the one that like doesn't really know much about comics until they're put into the film. So I'm just like, you know, oh, that's a guy in a suit. Um, <laughs> I don't really have any sort of like level of it. But um, I enjoyed the fights. And this was, you know, basically it seemed like the big bad for most of it. Obviously we get, uh, you know, the much more uh, fit and versatile uh, Ray Winston. Um, and <laughs> at first it seems like Taskmaster is the big bad. It's like, this is someone we're going to have to fight. This is someone who's like, like, can't be killed, can't be defeated. And... I, I think, you know, 
that that is basically what happened. Taskmaster couldn't be killed or defeated, but you could see to like you know where the greater good was, and it was one of her past wrongs coming home to roost again. Yeah. So you know, yeah, that's true. Like you know, Scott Johansson wasn't given much until they, like you said, retconned a, an explosion and stuff like that, and then it turns out, oh, okay, now she's going to correct all the things that she did wrong in the flashbacks of this movie only. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, if we're looking at it as a single solitary movie, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. But but there was, uh, you know, there, there's something to that. But like I said before, at the very end of it, there was just, I did not feel the emotion I think I was supposed to feel no. and wanted to feel, honestly. No, I, I completely agree with that. I think that it was missing. Um, I do, it is kind of interesting, though, that you, trying to correct her past indiscretions. This was a past indiscretion that happened after she was out of yeah. irreverent control. This was her last like thing to be a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Which, what the fuck, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and also, she like she didn't, when she saw the child, it's not like she reacted or anything. It's, it wasn't like a, no, it was just <laughs> like a... <laughs> like, well, yeah, it was the, it was the Johansson act. It's just like, you know, like a single tear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she knew. She knew that yeah. uh, it was bad fire. Um, it was, it was they'll, they'll both be okay. I'll yeah. have to fight them, but yeah. they'll both be okay. I'll have to fight them when Marvel gives me a movie down the road. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, the rest of the cast, I thought David Harbour was really good. Mm-hmm. Rachel Weisz was really good. They had the most complicated roles, yeah, without a doubt, because they are, you know, they are not their actual parents, but they are two people that, you know, essentially raised them for a certain amount of time and then sent them to an abusive uh, camp of uh, super soldiers. And that's really difficult to say, like, those two people should be getting any sort of, like, redemption arc at all. Yeah. I'm still a little confused about that. Yeah. I have to be honest. Because they're, so they were stationed in Ohio back in the 80s. And they're made by S.H.I.E.L.D., it seems. Yeah. Um, they escape in an airplane. And <laughs> young Natasha flies an airplane. But young Natasha flies cool. an airplane with David Harbour on the wing the entire time? I think, yeah. <laughs> Never see him get in. Um, but, like, I, they they were a an undercover family that was put together. I think we're led to believe it was only three years that they were together. But what was the deal with, like, when, when what's her name? Um... Oh my gosh, Rachel Weiss's character, Milena. Milena? Oh, no, Milena was the. Um, that was Yelena. Yelena. Is there Milena and Yelena? There's some Marie. I don't know. Well, Weiss's character. Yeah, Weiss's character. She, um, like when she's on her deathbed, uh, seemingly, and you think <laughs> she's going to pass, that's when they take the kids. Like, was that the plan? That, that was the plan they, all along. If they, they ever got made, then they take the kids? Or I think if they ever went back they would take the kids. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's like their mission was over in Ohio to pose as a family. They made, well, they didn't make the kids. The kids were there, but then they like bring the kids back. Um, It seemed like uh, Johansson's, Johansson as a child, Scarlett Johansson as a child, um, Natasha already had some training. She had been there. And so she already been there and she's like, don't put like, so it's like already, it's like, oh, this is a nightmare camp. And so, and then through the opening credits, we kind of see that. And Ray Winstone goes from, as I call him, Russian Ditka. (laughs) to just regular Ray Winstone, and then he just, like, decides not to have a Russian accent the rest of the time. It's a very... <laughs> Winstone just decided to give up on his role very quickly, which, you know, I'm just absolutely loving. <laughs> just all-star work from him. And uh, it's just difficult because, as they said, you're strong. You can take this on. Maybe they didn't know how terrible it was, uh, Harbor and Weiss, and... It was something where, like, you know, when they break him out of prison and, you know, Pew punches him in the face, I'm loving it. Like, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. I'm like, great. This is exactly what he deserves. Like, What but, was the disc at the beginning? 
The disc. Remember the disc that David Harbour had? Um, he set fire to S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. um, the, the whatever S.H.I.E.L.D. facility he worked at. And I'm just assuming it was information. I don't know if they never really like came to discuss that. I think it was just everything that like you know shield had he put it on one disc which of course we know can't happen but um which maybe that and maybe it is like red well no it was it does make sense i uh, i i literally just put it as and this could be wrong but, oh god it could be like all the girls identities and then that's just even no it's not that no because they wouldn't yeah uh but uh that's what i was thinking i was going yeah. that route <laughs> like now he's actually the devil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i truly think it was just like you know shield secrets from yeah. 85 and or 95 and you know like they have some stuff to get a hold on them now, but yeah, that's kind of interesting. Because uh, the reason I'm thinking that is because we get this weird technological angle with Taskmaster, where mm-hmm. she's like programmable through like the chip in the back of her neck or whatever, which I guess was how you were supposed to save someone who had just been mutilated in a fire. <laughs> I don't understand that part, but it's kind of weird because they use a lot of like social condi- conditioning and all that stuff for the Red Room. But then with this, with the daughter, they like use computer, like a computer chip. Well, so I, th- I think Juju was in her early model, and then Weiss was working on the pigs um, to like make that like a new model that's a little bit more, yeah, like you know, maybe discreet, so it's not like a chip the size of a freaking unicorn. And thing. they can like activate them at certain times too. Yeah, interesting. Possibly. I wonder if we're going to see Taskmaster again because she's spoiler uh, around at the end of the movie. The well, she's going with the, yeah, she's going with the widows, with the widows and with Weiss, um, Weiss of the widows. Yeah. <laughs> Weiss of the widows. <laughs> but doesn't Yelena go with them too? Well, she does, but she yes, yes, she does. So what's interesting is there's a lot of opportunity to see like what Yelena's been up to because let's get to it. The yep. after credit scene, um, Yelena is visiting Natasha's uh, plot of land, <laughs> sister, daughter. Avenger um, <laughs> visiting her tombstone and uh, gravesite, and she is approached by Valentina, who we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, played by Julia Louise Trifus. Uh, and she has a really funny God, great, great work from Julia Louise Trifus, like absolutely wonderful. Yeah, um, so what we get there is sort of a uh, we know that Natasha's dead, we know that this is after the events of Endgame, um, and we find out that the new target. Uh, for Yelena is the the man who did this to Natasha, uh, and it's Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, um, which seemingly is setting up some sort of interaction for the Hawkeye series that we know is coming. Um, and Sean and I were talking last night. We really don't know much about it outside of Haley Steinfeld being involved. Um, so, I mean, Yelena being the big bad makes a lot of sense. Um, but how much we're going to see of her, I don't know. But, you know, we're probably going to see her in Hawkeye. That's great. Is that going to be the last of Florence Pugh? I don't think so, because she's just too good in this role. She's really good in this role. I mean, you know, I said she was sort of the unassuming comic relief, um, and, like, you know, she has the heaviness to her and stuff like that, and she's not, like, incidental in her comic relief, but she got all the good lines. Absolutely. When everyone's reading the script, they're like, what the hell? Pugh's got everything good. And so, like, they're they're working her up to something. I mean, we could see her in Hawkeye as probably, I'm assuming, villain turned good. Yeah. Like, that's just what <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming. Like, at the very end, they're going to come together about, like, no, Natasha was really great, and this is what she did to save the world, and it's going to be like, oh, yeah, we're all good now. Well, she oh. says, this is what she did to save the world, and then she chucks people off of the She's like, me too. <laughs> um, someone just told me that the after credit scene was stupid. Who do you think that would be? 
On YOLO. <laughs> yes, it was on YOLO. <laughs> uh, that after credit scene was just stupid. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was well placed. Um, the line of, oh God. Enjoy something. <laughs> the line of, um, I'm allergic to the Midwest. It was just pretty wonderful. great. Like, just pretty solid. Like, just fits into, I mean, you, you do say, like, her. it's not completely her beef character, but it's it's something pretty natural there. <laughs> Luke says Florence Pugh versus Haley Steinfeld will break the internet. Oh my god. That really will actually. Um, um, I want to talk a little bit more about, because I, I sort of dismissed them because we just talked about their characters and how they're pretty freaking flawed, but um, Harbour's performance is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And it's what, it's just, it's exactly what you require out of someone like that. This is, you know, the Sheriff Hopper Stranger Things, you know, like, yeah. you know, what I like, you know, has, has done wrong, has a little bit of issues here and there, but you know, there's a vulnerability to Absolutely. that. Like I really, really loved and Like it made me forget about the fact that he <laughs> sent his daughters to a horrible military camp. Daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote daughters, but it was great. Um, Weiss is just kind of, what, what is the word? Like, I, I think I always just say effortless charm and it's just, she's always that good. And she never looks like she's trying. Which is is scary. Yeah, like, she looks incredible. For we were talking about that yeah. last night. For her age, she looks incredible. Um, I think it was Sam that said uh, mentioned the mummy in the middle of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Well, it's great because she whispered. Cause she whispered to me, and she's like, you know, like she looks as good as she did in the mummy. And then you whispered to me, did Sam just say mummy? <laughs> <laughs> and David Harbour is someone that I'm not the biggest fan of. His character in Stranger Things actually annoys me a lot. Um, and I just, I haven't loved him in things. And I think, obviously, Hellboy, like, not being the best, uh, <laughs> oh, best property God, to think of him in. I forgot about that. All right. But I really liked him in this. I thought he he nailed what he needed to do, like you said. Um, the cast itself was pretty solid with the exception of Winston. Winston, I, I, well, I want to do one more thing that we're going to talk about Winston. Go for it. Yeah, but um, I love the idea. What was the name? The Red, the Red Avenger or something like that? I don't want to know what he said. The Red Guardian. <laughs> the Red Guardian. He just called you, tell Mike the, from Monsters, Inc. to shut up. I enjoy the movie. He called you Mike from Monsters, Inc. Why? <laughs> Is it because I'm short? Because that's a thing I'm dealing with. <laughs> uh, Phil Archaeologist said, I love Windstone. Okay. So. I'm a, I, I want to talk about, but I just want to talk about the Red Guardian. Because there's an interesting moment in the prison where uh, he's doing the, uh, whatever it is, the arm wrestling with everybody. And everyone's like, you're full of shit. There was nothing in the 80s and stuff like that. I think that the Red Guardian was great arm wrestling scene, even when you think he's going to lose. <laughs> um, I think that he also got the serum as a Captain America type, but became a Captain America uh, property. Yes. Uh, like, so he is propaganda, which, I mean, hey, they're pretty goddamn famous for it, as well as America, I guess. <laughs> uh, like, but is, uh, like, he's, like, basically Russian propaganda, because, you know, what they'll give him stories that he, like, you know, like, fucked up Captain America here yeah. and there, and, you know, he obviously didn't, but he's still, like, holding on to those stories, not for his own gloriousness, maybe a little bit, but, you know, to try to keep up with... Uh, glorious the, purpose. The glorious purpose. He's the third um, super soldier that we have... Absolutely confirmed from the uh, serum, right? Um, Captain America. Were there a shitload in the series? Yeah, I get, well, yes, but in terms of government created. Mm -hmm. So okay. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Um, oh my Isaac. God. Isaac. I always say Isaac. Is it Isaiah? Isaiah, it is Isaiah. Isaiah. Uh, and then him. Um, so the, yeah, those are the, like the ones that are the watchful eye now where the, when they stole the serum or something like that. So there's a cool opportunity there down the road. I don't know. That might be interesting. Um, um, let's see. 
Oh, <clears throat> maybe he fought the Joe, Joe Biden-looking Biden Captain America. <laughs> um, beautiful Biden-looking Captain America. Yeah, um, I will say. So now let's talk about because people are talking about Winstone. You, you, hold on, real quick. U.S. agent does have it too, but U.S. agent wasn't uh, authorized to have it. Yeah, he took it himself. <laughs> Got it. a lot of people talking to us about this. I like it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is good. Um, I, I will say, um, when it comes down to it, uh, Winstone, Winstone, yeah. I mean, first of all, terrible script, like terrible, ri- terribly written villain, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, man behind the curtain. <laughs> Like it's one of those things where you know it's it could it should be a simple premise where this is like they, they say when they're in the plane at one point they're like oh we're gonna kill whatever the hell's name is Winston um, steal the Declaration of Independence exactly <laughs> and we know what we're dealing with we know what's happening this plot is they're gonna kill the guy that basically made them widows and so they're ready to go they're psyched they're really like you know ready to ready to rock um, but then that plot gets so complicated and it's because of the character. That Winstone is playing. That's like yeah. the biggest thing. And so, first of all, written poorly, but then Winstone does it no favors with this very, like, completely dry, dry, off putting. And it is, it's, it's weird. You said dry. I think it's dry. It's, it, it's also somehow hammy, where he's like kind of yeah. like, he, he's just like, he does not fit in the rest of the movie. No, not at all. And that's the part that gets me. And like the parts where he's angry, he's like, I had to put a chip in the back of my daughter's neck. And I'm like, she also was in an explosion that Natasha caught. I, I, it was one of those things where I didn't understand. And I'm, I'm a Winstone fan, but yeah. like I think you need certain parts for him. And this was not. It was miscast, I think. I never bought him as the big bad. Yeah. I really didn't. Like The fact that he survived so long with controlling the Red Room and all this, I, don't, I just don't buy it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. All right. We're getting questions from people. Um, the first being what our ratings are. And oh no! I think we need to go there. Yeah. All right. So you, well, you, um, <laughs> my rate, my review is done. It's ready to go. See, my review is not done, so it's going to be a while. Um, but uh, I think I'm actually going to give this a B because I look at it as you know, you know, usually a lot of Marvel movies get an A, yeah, and then they later on get a B from me. So that right off the bat is like telling you that there's always like Marvel movies trick me when I walk out of the theater, right? And then I realize later I'm like, oh, mm, yeah. yeah. In this one, it just didn't trick me. I'm sitting there during that third act, and I'm like, I, I'm, I can't, I can't do this. It's fun until then, and so like, I'm, I'm giving it the B for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm giving you a three out of five. I did. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, but the story itself just didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. The acting is what really elevates everything for me. I loved the acting. Um, Florence Pugh delivered absolutely what I wanted her to. Even more, actually. I mean, the comedic timing and comedic uh, efforts that were kind of like inherent in the dialogue that she was giving was just fantastic. Um, and when she hits that pose at the end, that was that well, was, oh, so good. That like, was so good. Sam called that when like one of the poses happened. She said like, you know, oh, she's gonna get the pose at the end, and she gets the pose in a totally private moment. Yeah, which I think is even better. Yeah. It's like her own like review. And you see her recognize just, it too. Like, yeah, oh, shit. She, well, she just sort of said like, oh, it's overrated. Um, I want to just, uh, Pew's great last line is, um, well, or not last line because she survives, but what she was about to do before she was quote unquote going to die was, this was fun, yeah. <laughs> which was a very funny line, but like the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's actually a deep thing. She had to experience time with her sister again, yeah. her family again, and like, as she shows it in, she's like ready to die. She's like wanting to let her know, hey, like we had ourselves, die. and there, there was like two levels to that that I really liked. 
even though it was meant to be a funny joke. I totally am with you there. I think that um, that is just another example of how they inadvertently made a Florence Pugh movie. <laughs> um, but uh, Agnolo says, uh, oh, enjoy something. Uh, and then said, um, oh, so I'm not the only one that enjoy it the most. I want an apology from Mike. <laughs> He's going, you Mike. We have to figure that one out. Well, no, I mean, like it's it's a shame because uh, you know there's no Mike here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm willing to give apologies out, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Mike's not here. So. Matthew, your Mike. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, uh, the other question that we got was, would this be in your top ten Marvel films? No. Yeah. No. Absolutely well, not. and that's uh, well, so. This is here. Here we go because I'll, I'll start getting mad about Luca again. Because this is the one thing everyone's just like, you know, well, Luca won't be in the top 10 of my Pixar movies. Because the top 10 Pixar movies are the top 10 movies of all time. Right. And so I think, like, top 10 Marvel films is the same level, where there is just such a high, like, amount of movies that are pretty solidly high up there. Absolutely. That, um, like, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Like, what would you, so, oh God, we're not going to do the full top 10, but I'm trying to think like, as that question was asked, I was like, or after that question, I was like, hmm, what would be my top 10? Thor Ragnarok is my favorite. Yeah. It's my absolute favorite MCU movie. We watched a little bit of Endgame this morning. Endgame's definitely up there. Infinity War's probably up there. Um, Winter Soldier's up there for me. Black Panther's up there for me. Um, Ant-Man is actually up there for me. I love Ant-Man. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's top 10, but I'm, it's sort, I'm sort of with you on that. Like, it's it's pretty solid. It's tough to put that, well, this is the top 10 thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, I mean, Ant-Man has this sting of not being directed by Edgar Wright, where it's just like, imagine what that would have been. And that's fine. You can't, you can't do that, but. Phil <laughs> Maddox said, wait, uh, Agnolo said, number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually would be down with that. Guardians of the Galaxy is I'm with it being yeah. up there. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute fever dream of a nightmare. <laughs> um, film addict, I don't care what people say, but Black Widow is way, way better than Spider-Man No Way Home. That one didn't come out yet. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Um, <laughs> do you mean Far From Home? Far From Home is not a good... Uh, I, I, I love Far From Home. I Jake Gyllenhaal just elevated that for me. Wait, oh, that, he was great. Yeah, he was great. I think the other part of that was that there was just this weird... Uh, this is coming from being a teacher, I yeah. think, where there was like this weird like school trip teacher thing where I'm like, they would have been fired on the first day. <laughs> oh, am I suspending disbelief in a comic movie? No, I'm not. But that's because I just, like, it just bothered me too much <laughs> that it was a little bit tough. Uh, he, uh, Filmatic said that Black Widow is far better than Far From Home. Yeah, um, I'm not willing to say that. Yeah, it's a tough one. No, I, I think I would put them at the same level. Uh, but breaking news here: Onyolo agrees that Guardians of the Galaxy Two sucks. Whoa! <laughs> Enjoy some. No, just kidding. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and Iron Man One's also up there for me. Iron I, Man One's interesting because it's such it. It's a unique movie in that we look back at it now as the kickoff, mm -hmm. um, and we didn't know what we were getting when it was first coming out, and obviously what the whole series would become. Um, but I'm with you; I think that's up there. Iron Man would be on my top ten yeah. easily, that's uh, just because I think it's because it is so simple. Like, not only is it that kickoff, but it, it's you know, it's so simple, simple villain, simple premise. Like everything is just really easy to handle. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, but. Uh, no, for yeah, for mine. I mean, I agree with you on most of the uh, ones there. I mean, Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok, uh, those would be on there. Um, Avengers: Endgame, Avengers: Infinity War. Like, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is just—it's one of those things where Endgame was the second part, 
but does feel like its own movie. Absolutely. Infinity War was the first part, but only does feel like the first part of a movie. Yeah. 100%. And that's where it's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a completionist at that. So, but it's I'm, intended to because I, everything exactly. changes. I can't, yeah, like I can't, like it, it's, it's unfair of me to do this, but I'm still a completionist and I still, like, I agree with you, but you're wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's my debate. <laughs> I agree with you, but you're wrong. I don't know what else would be on it though, but, uh, well, we have some big Marvel product, uh, products, yeah. projects coming up. So Loki obviously ends next week, uh, and I'm really excited to see how that ends because I've really enjoyed that series. Um, we then have Shang-Chi as the next big Marvel film. I'm assuming we're going to get Hawkeye uh, near the end of the year. Uh, the other point that was brought up earlier by Luke was that we might be getting this Marvel before that. I'm not sure what that order is. They seem to play loosey-goosey with all that anyway. <laughs> the TV shows are doing whatever they want. Yeah, they're like, whatever. <laughs> they're just going everywhere. But then we get the Eternals, which I think is going to be huge. I'm very excited for the Eternals. Number one, it looks beautiful. Number two, the cast is wild. And number three, they're like, that's a big property. It's it. Everything about that has it going for it, which is just, it scares the crap out of me then. Like, I worry so much about, like, you know, this has an Academy Award-winning director yeah. Um, yeah. who has just done the indie films, wins the Academy Award, then goes to the Marvel, which is just, like, classic move. And um, teaches them how to not use green screen. Still my greatest than Kevin Feige. How'd you get the waves to look like that? And she's like, I felt the <laughs> Greatest moment ever. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, but we get that, and then we have uh, No Way Home coming at the end of the year. Uh, so that's wild. We also have Venom in there, too. Uh, which is kind of like loosely connected in some ways. Yeah. Um, Anyola just said that we, except when you guys get paid by Amazon to say Tomorrow War is good. Um, so, That's not a Marvel movie. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. That's like, not the focus of this. Not, yes. Um, but number two, um, I wish that we got sponsored by Amazon or someone yeah. like that. I'm a bad liar. I would probably like you know be a little bit more specific if I was yeah. <laughs> talking about Tomorrow War. I just War. really enjoyed it. So, yeah. you know. That's the nice part of this community on YOLO. We're allowed to have opinions that differ. No, no, you can't have that. <laughs> um, Film Addict said, oh, absolutely, they got paid a big bag. Um, well, if you can prove that and help me find that big bag, I haven't seen it yet, but I would love it. Look at us on the live stream right now. Look at how we're dressed. Look at how we look. Do you think we're getting paid by Amazon? Look at this. Like, are you? Yeah, look at the studio. Look, we have, a, we have a light connected to a laptop connected to the wall. Are we getting Amazon bucks? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, sorry, we're good, we're good. So it's a B for you, it's a three for me, uh, and that's pretty much the top about Black Widow. I think so. I think we got everything. I think we that's it. We're talking about. I think that's it. Um, will we be doing one for Fear Street? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, we, <laughs> what would be the, what we don't want? We don't want to hold ourselves to one. What will be our next one? What do we got? Fr what comes out Friday? What comes out Friday? Uh, like nothing matters after Marvel, apparently. I don't yeah, know no, we're done with like watching movies and stuff. Yeah, um, there's we got some. I know. I mean, the rest of July is big. Oh, that's when Old and stuff comes out, right? Yeah. Oh, old is next Friday? No, maybe oh. that's the week after. It could be. Um, I'm I looking now because we are crazy, crazy some dead air. Um, we have uh, Pig coming out, which I know we're both going to try to catch. Pig, Pig we're going to try to watch, and uh, that'll be a good one. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage falls in love with a pig. Well, no, that's not it. That doesn't sound like that. What if it's the pig from Black Widow? That was a very disturbing scene for me. <laughs> Killing the pig. Like murdering the pig. I was I was had such a hard time. Space Jam 2 is a request that we've gotten. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> going on Wednesday. But that preview last night. 
was horrendous. Ugh, it's gonna be so bad. We looked at each other after the trailer for Space Jam 2, that was before Black Widow, and we're like, oh no. <laughs> Daffy Duck in a suit. Yeah, first of all, Daffy Duck is the manager. <laughs> Daffy Duck's the manager. Get out of my face with Daffy Duck being the manager. He was in the starting five in the 90s. <laughs> He's old now. Bugs is in there, I think, if they ever play basketball. I think apparently they just fucking rap. Where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> this only goes up to Thursday. Um, people can find me at Math Teacher Movies on Instagram. <laughs> He's on TikTok now, too, so check that out. Yeah, Math Teacher Movies on TikTok and Math Teacher Move One on Twitter, where I post all of my Instagram. <laughs> And you can find me at GuideToMovies.com, Guide to Movies on Instagram, Guide to Movies 1 on Twitter, Guide to Movies on TikTok, and elsewhere, you know? Uh, and the podcast, our weekly podcast, comes out every Wednesday, unless otherwise noted on our Instagrams. Uh, and we will be doing spoiler pods each week um, as we can. Uh, we try to do one a week, but sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. So look out for those. But until then, bye. 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 Stop it. <laughs> I can't hit it in broadcast. <laughs> <laughs>